0: I'm Baharuddin and this is Gigi Well Played, the show that talks about all things video games. In this episode, we're going to talk about the controversy surrounding the recently released GTA, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Ali Johan and of Neil Ting.
1: Okay starting off with Activision Blizzard who is back in the headlines again after a damning report from the Wall Street Journal last week that basically exposed its CEO Bobby Kotick. According to the report, Kotick has apparently been aware of the various sexual misconduct allegations at the company for years and has had his own history of abusive behaviour and mismanagement himself.
2: Yeah, this definitely does not bode well for Bobby Kotick. Uh, there were many shocking allegations from the report, including his failure to transparently inform sexual assault allegation to his own board of directors and sort of quietly settled with the victim on the side. Uh, he himself has reported to have been involved in some abusive behaviour as well, including harassment and threatening to kill one of his assistants. Uh, There were reports of these behaviours that you can perhaps read uh, in the Wall Street Journal in a more detailed manner.
1: Yep, Activision Blizzard has since come out to express their disappointment towards the report. Kotick has defended himself in a video message that was sent to employees, reiterating that the company is moving forward with a new zero-tolerance policy for inappropriate behaviour and zero means zero. However, the advocacy group formed by Activision Blizzard employees called A Better ABK have called for his resignation and have staged a walkout.
2: Yeah, and despite that scandal though, he will still remain the CEO OS for now. And uh, regardless, uh, this latest news is beginning to make other industry players uncomfortable with both PlayStation boss Jim Ryan and Xbox's head Phil Spencer sending internal memos to their employees expressing their concerns at the situation that's currently unfolding at uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, They both feel that what Activision Blizzard are currently doing is addressing the issue properly.
1: As usual, we will bring you more updates to this story as and when it develops. But moving on, Malaysia's well-known art and animation studio. Lemon Sky has been fully acquired by iCandy Interactive. For those of you who are not so familiar with iCandy Interactive, they're one of the biggest indie game studios in Australia and Southeast Asia and is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange.
2: So with this acquisition, they now become the biggest indie game studio in Australia and Southeast Asia, with a number of full-time employees that's close to about 500 people working in a AAA game development, game art, animation, and 3D modeling. And for now, more well-known for their mobile games, but the acquisition will hopefully also push the company's vision to expand into developing casual and AAA gaming experiences through blockchain technology, jumping in on the metaverse trend as well.
1: Besides game development and publishing, iCandy Interactive has a significant role in the development of the Global Esports League and Platform, co-founding Esports Players League, ESPL, with members across 17 countries in Southeast Asia, South Asia, Latin America and Europe.
2: Right, now moving on, Xbox lead Phil Spencer, he shared his thoughts on game preservation in a recent interview with Axios and his solution to the problem is legal video game emulation. So as we know, with games existing largely in digital formats, a lot of the conversations are now centred on game preservation, especially with some consoles offering limited support in backwards compatibility and support on the digital storefronts that can be pretty vague in the long run.
1: Phil Spencer has had his say on the subject and he hopes that the industry will work on legal emulation that allows modern hardware to run any older games. And of course, video game emulation has long existed, but its legality has always been called into question.
2: Yeah, interesting suggestion coming from the Xbox head. And you can perhaps see that at least on the Xbox front, the effort to make games backwards compatible seems to be the highest currently with the Microsoft console giving gamers the most access to older games via their various services on offer. And we hope that this conversation will happen more often, especially since the issue of game preservation is actually a real concern, especially among gamers who primarily buy games digitally. And last but not least, the latest Battlefield that was released recently, Battlefield 2042, is now one of the most negatively reviewed games of all time on Steam.
1: Ooh, all time. Mm. Uh, There seems to be a race to be the worst these days with Konami's eFootball 2022 occupying the bottom of the table after their disastrous launch last month. Well, Battlefield 2042 is competing on that front after the game, which seems to have a few very interesting ideas, uh, was released full of bugs. Yeah,
2: and that game received 31,000 reviews on Steam uh, with the majority of the reviews uh, mostly negative, you know, less than 10,000 reviews giving the FPS a positive report. And the game itself was released just last Friday uh, full of bugs, including server problems and heart
1: crashes. Wow, this is no way to release a game. Uh, this is the beginning of a recurring theme for the series with previous releases and iterations facing almost similar problems during launch. However, according to one review on Steam, this is perhaps the worst launch that the franchise has faced thus far.
2: And so the developer of the game, DICE, have put out a patch ahead of uh, the official release of the game to address some problems, but it seems like uh, it's not really fixing anything much and apparently there are two more updates scheduled in the coming months but we'll see where this ends up as we go along
1: so maybe you can avoid this game for the time being Yeah, and
2: good luck to Battlefield 42 that's all we have for this week's news back to you Hanif thank you very much
0: Ali and Ofnil. Of course, another game that's been making the headlines recently is Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, which was released to a lot of bugs and subpar performances across all the three games. We reported on it last week when the initial bugs started appearing, and now Jonathan Liu, content director from kakuchopure.com, is going to join me as we look at how it has come to this. (laughs)
3: A lot of stuff starts popping up behind the scenes rather than what Rockstar actually announced publicly. Like, all they did was just announce, like, I think it was a few weeks ahead of time, uh, yeah, we're releasing a trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Although, in retrospect, Definitive is really pushing it. Um, yeah, so they, yeah, they, they are working on this. They actually got a porting uh, development house called Grove Street Games, who i never heard of until now. And they probably were working under a pretty tight deadline, for all you know. And the crazy part was, apparently there were rumors floating around that this port for the Definitive Edition was based on the mobile version of the game that came out on mobile phones. Like I think it was a couple of years ago, which is not the way you're supposed to do when you are declaring this, this uh, remaster a Definitive Edition because the game was actually originally on the PS2 and then there's a PC code for it too. So it's a bit weird why they did this and made this decision. And it really shows right after the game came out because there were so many comparison photos on Twitter, footage and whatnot going around where the Definitive Edition looked definitely worse than the original game from uh, two decades ago.
0: Hmm. And I think like a couple of weeks prior to the announcement, they started, I guess, or rather during the announcement itself, they also announced that they're gonna pull all the original versions of the games uh from, from the store, right?
3: Yes, um that's a really bizarre thing that Take Two did. I don't know why they did that. But I mean we can probably talk about that later about why why these remasters are being done the way they are. Like they just they just want to put focus on the the definitive edition, the new version of the trilogy, definitely for profit reasons, which we'll talk to, which we'll touch upon later. So all these rumors about the code being exactly the same with some notes here and there, that's all true because there are some data miners who actually opened up this version of the game and they actually found some licensed music that was still in the this version of the game with expired copyright. And then if they actually released that, they could get into big trouble with the recording labels. Like if your expiration... Is, for those songs are done, you have to remove those songs. Apparently, the code for those songs are still inside, the files are inside. It's just that it's all hidden underneath some code where just you can basically just press once and also oh actually turn it back on or turn it back off, basically. And also, there were even some notes from the Rockstar developers that dated back to the development of the game, the original PS2 PC versions that went on to the mobile and then eventually went on to this port of the game. It's, uh, yeah, I'm surprised they did not clean that out. Like, these are all notes that they actually put on the side and whatnot. And there's even the hot coffee mod, uh, the hot coffee code inside the game, which actually should have been removed. <laughs> but they apparently that code is still inside this version of the game. So for those who don't know or too young to know about hot coffee, so San Andreas, back in the day, they had a mini game where you bring a girl back home and, you know, do the deed in what they call a hot coffee mini minigame, per se, like Simon says, but, you know, for that kind of stuff. Now, this was actually hidden in the game itself, and you only have to basically switch off a bunch of, like, dev console codes to turn back on. So it was actually quite a kerfuffle back in the day, too, because to have these kind of things inside a console game, that's asking for trouble la, from the ESRB. So, yeah, they have all this stuff in, like, all this legacy stuff that the programmers and the porters should have actually removed or find some way to clean it out just to make this remaster fresh but maybe they did not have enough time or maybe they were inexperienced enough or maybe they were again maybe rockstar just didn't care you know quality control and whatnot so it's so many factors here
0: yeah and we're not talking about you know a recent game right these, these are old games like literally like almost 10 20 years
3: yeah yeah these are old games where they actually have like the PC and the PS2 versions of it still existing. Like, I don't know why they actually chose to actually port the mobile version instead of porting the original source with, you know, some tweaks. I mean, if you are a company like Bluepoint Games who are very familiar with Remastering games, that's common sense basically. You just have to tweak the controls, tweak the UI, maybe some anti-aliasing um, tweaks here and there just to make sure it shows up on the correct ratio and it's like just moves just nice, and then don't tweak much else. Maybe just up rest some things here and there that would probably take like a couple of months more. But that's something an experienced company would have done. You would think that with some people, I mean, honestly, there are people in Rockstar games still in the company who worked on the trilogy, which was like a couple of decades ago. I mean, you would think they would have a remaster like this be close to their hearts, you know, to make sure it comes out perfect. But yeah, the results show otherwise though, so...
0: Responding to that point, if I'm not mistaken, as much as they are still members of um, the original team that are still there, there are also, I think a lot of the key figures have also left the company as well, right?
3: I know one of the Hauser brothers left, I recall. Uh, one of them is still running the company, so it's a bit strange why they actually let something like this go by, especially with if Growth Street Greens are considered an inexperienced company. It's just strange, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and I think that's that's the thing right these days this, this whole remaster remake thing is a, is a trend right and I think another open world game that uh, has recently uh, received a remake not a remaster it was uh, Mafia Definitive Edition right and that game was a total remake not even a remaster whereas this one is a quote unquote remaster and I don't think a lot of people expected that much anyway from them it's you know just like a, a little bit of facelift right because it's not a remake from the ground up so the fact that they can screw this up you know at this level it's kind of like sad if you think about it it's right?
3: boggling it's mind boggling to say the least, man. It's very mind boggling. I should also mention the Mafia remake was actually pretty good. You guys should check it out if you can.
0: Yeah, and that was like an actual remake, right? That's the weird part, right? I mean, to apparently, yeah, take the mobile edition of the game and remaster it and call it the definitive edition is one thing, but the fact that they even decided to stop selling all the original versions of the game, which can be accessed via you know the newer consoles on PS4 or or even on PC, right? So, so that's that's the the weird part. Is as if they they really want to funnel uh, everything towards this particular definitive edition, quote unquote? Uh, but yeah, at the same time, yeah, I guess it backfired. But the fact that I think the red flags, to be fair, are there, right? The fact that they didn't release any gameplay footages. And also the fact that they didn't release any uh, review copies as well, right?
3: Oh yeah, I think you only got a review copy on the day itself. So that's very telling. I've actually talked with some people who actually played through most of the remaster and they did not like what they saw. They went through a lot of bug crashes, a lot of graphical glitches. Like what you see on Twitter is what you are experiencing in the game itself. It's crazy. Uh, A lot of crashes here and there and some cutscenes where... You think they will be untouched, but apparently some characters come out in the T pose kind of formation when you when they're actually revealed, which is very Yeah, it's so weird for this. I don't know how, how this actually got by Rockstar, or maybe they do and they just don't care. Again, the story is all behind the scenes, right? So
0: mm. do you think that they were under pressure to actually deliver something considering the backlash that they got recently with the GTA five for the next gen consoles?
3: Um, that shouldn't really be an issue because people are still playing GTA Five as we speak. I think this was done as a way; it could be a financial reason why right Rockstar is doing this, like to close off like the old games to make people focus on the new game. Like it actually would look good in their portfolio. Like imagine if like the only reason Take Two and Rockstar would do this again financial reasons. Remastered games would actually command a higher price tag. Obviously not to like sixty or seventy US, but you know, slightly lower. Cause you know, like when you buy a two decade old game right now, it's probably gonna be like what five, three US or so, right? So with higher sales for a particular remaster of a game that, that's beloved by all, it will probably look good in the quarterly financial reports. So with all the pre-orders coming in for this, that they can probably use that side of the story and make them look good for the like the next you know, financial backing, for financial forecast, fiscal year reports later on. But in the long-term gain, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Definitely.
0: That was Jonathan Leo, Content Director at gaming website kakuchopure.com chronicling the recent controversy surrounding the release of GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition. We're going to make way for some messages. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to GG Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharuddin. Jonathan Leo, content director from Kakuchapure.com, joins me on the show today to talk about the disastrous launch of Rockstar's most beloved franchise. GTA, the trilogy, the Definitive Edition, was recently released with a lot of bugs, and as a result, it drew the ire of a lot of gamers who were eagerly waiting for the so called Definitive Edition of the games. We're going to continue the conversation by looking at some of the remasters that were badly produced. Do keep in mind that this conversation was recorded prior to Rockstar announcing that they're going to make the original version of the three GTA games available on PC again, but only accessible via the Rockstar store. There were no mentions of the game being made available on other stores such as Steam or even on consoles. They also said that those who bought the Definitive Edition will be entitled to free copies of the original version of the games. But again, this is limited to PC only for now. Over to you, John.
3: Uh If you want to focus more on the remaster parts, we could talk about Warcraft 3 Reforged. <laughs> a very good example of what not to do for a remaster. So yeah, I think we already know the story. Blizzard made a bunch of promises, got like they even got like Lemon Sky Studio working on the game. I mean they're not at fault. It's Blizzard who basically somehow they cut the funding for the for the Warcraft 3 reforge and a lot of the features that they promised did not actually make it in. And probably the worst part is that any fan-made game that you make in the game editor of Warcraft 3. Gets is now owned by Activision Blizzard because they kind of won that whole Dota Lightning in the bottle like last time. Another good example is probably Silent Hill HD Collection. It's um because the original code was lost in Konami. The game was very old. I knew it's about a decade plus or so. So the people who are doing the port and remastering, they don't have the original code to work with. So the the HD collection came out pretty broken as well. But there's actually a good reason in hindsight. So. It really sucks, but at least they were dealt a bad hand in that sense. Um, there was also a Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remaster where it's slightly worse than the original because uh, the original was actually a multiplayer game that you needed that you need a GameCube and a Game Boy Advance to play with. Now, they sort of made the online co-op mode very, very limited and broken where you cannot even keep progress for everyone joining in your game. It's, it's better to play offline. That's the strange part. So online play was a bit broken for that game as well. So, yeah, that's that's just one of the very many uh, examples of really bad remasters. Whether it's, like, half-baked, empty promises, or, like, they just couldn't find the source code and then they had to work with what they have. So, so many interesting stories here and there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think, to an extent, I think, um, you know... And and this might be a separate conversation, I suppose. But I guess um I can just bring it up just to get perhaps your, your thoughts on it. Um yeah, these days we see a lot of uh companies you know releasing uh, remasters of of their old games, right? And I think to a certain extent, uh, as a gamer, I myself you know kind of like. I'm okay with it to a certain extent. Uh, But, you know, some gamers have said that these are all all the uh, attempts at trying to, I guess, make extra money on the side, right? Just for the sake, right? And it gets worse when you see, you know, bad remasters, right? And, uh, you know, some people have also used this situation to argue for, um, you know, better... Uh, inventory management for, for older games especially, right? You know, um, you know, this is essentially why I guess some people are arguing that, you know, digital copies are not really a good thing because, you know, in in the long run, it's difficult for you to keep all these games eventually. So yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting situation if you think about it because it all one way or another ties together,
2: right?
3: Yeah, it doesn't help with game preservation because games are part of history and culture. And to have like Rockstar actually out of your way to sue Mothers and community people for you know trying to make this this a definitive edition better by modding it, it's just being petty and evil at the same time, as well as you know making making the original games offline or not available for purchase. You are just begging to have your game pirated hundred percent if you do moves like this. The only solution is basically just just have the original PS two slash PC games on sale back again on Steam or wherever. Like just have them on sale, fix your port, definitely. That's also another that's that that goes without saying. And don't go after the models who are just basically showcasing what they love about the game. I mean, obviously they're not making money out of it. It's our passion. And to have the developers actively being antagonistic towards the people who are supporting your game is just dumb. <laughs> Why are you biting the hand that meets you, right?
0: Mm. and that's the thing right you argue that i think even porting the game yeah granted you have to do it well uh,
3: yeah do it well simple as that it's not that hard especially when you have the original master copy with you i mean yeah that's that's there's nothing stopping you
0: <laughs> yeah and i don't think gamers will complain either right i mean if it's literally just the old game you don't know, without any you know any attempt to remaster it it's just the old game but you sell it at a lower price quote, unquote, i think gamers would definitely welcome that right
3: Oh, yes, of course. For a decade old game, I mean, even if it's like a port remaster, they will show loyalty. Like, if you price it accordingly and add in some bells and whistles. A really good example of a good remaster is definitely the Final Fantasy 10 and 12 remasters, where 10 had actually both games, 10 and 10 Part 2. There's a fast forward button so you can actually speed through the grinding. And uh, I think you can save anywhere. I think you can make save states anywhere, I believe. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but and also it does look good. You know, they remastered the graphics just nice. And the funny story is Final Fantasy X's original master code was kind of like fragmented. They did not have the full code. So the developers took their sweet time to rebuild everything from scratch. Well, most of it from scratch. And the result is a really good remaster that's actually out for, I think, every console right there. Switch, Xbox, PS4, PC, and whatnot. So... There you go. There is no excuse for a bad remaster nowadays, especially when you see people like Square Enix building the things from the ground up if they have to.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So so why why are we seeing a lot more of these problems? Yeah. Why, why do you think you know companies are screwing up something that you you would think can be you know pretty much a straightforward thing? <laughs>
3: Yeah, because they want to make a quick buck. It's easy as that. You take a, you promise them a remaster of a classic game that they loved back then. It brings out all the nostalgia feels. And then if they do the bare minimum, they can get away with it. I think this is the part where it kind of backfired. <laughs> like they did not know how the studio worked. They did not know that maybe the studio who did the remastering weren't that good to begin with. And with Rockstar's hubris, they with the money they're getting from Grand Theft Auto Online... I think it's also the case where they don't really care in the long run. I'd honestly be surprised if they actually patch this game up in the next few months. I mean, I hope they do lah. Or I hope they actually, you know, have the original game out for sale. But it seems to me that that may not be likely, so...
0: you Really? You think they won't actually fix the game
3: properly? Well, they might probably... They'll take their, Honestly, maybe not. Because they probably want to look forward more to the future. Who knows? <laughs> I mean what they can what Rockstar can do is basically just we're gonna have the original on sale, forget the remaster that actually happened. <laughs> simple as that. Yes. Yeah that, that that that's a simple solution. That's that's the easy way out. And they're probably and gamers are probably gonna forget about this kerfuffle after a few years because in the next few years they're gonna announce Grand Theft Auto Six and people are gonna be hyping up the next big thing from them. Because they always somehow or other they always deliver. So it's gonna be like a footnote in history that people are going to forget in the next few years. Because gamers and consumers, they do, they have goldfish memories.
0: Wow, I was just about to perhaps go in that direction. You know CD Projekt Red, uh, I don't know whether they're actually recovering from the backlash that they received from Cyberpunk. And Rockstar is one of those big companies that have received, you know, like indefinite goodwill from gamers, right, because of their reputation. Yeah. But, you know, now it's slowly eroding. And, and I guess with this particular trilogy definitive edition, I guess it's, it's looking much worse now for them. But you still think they will survive this?
3: Yeah, they probably will, unless Grand Theft Auto 6, you know, is incredibly terrible, Then, which I doubt it will because they have a lot riding on the game, basically. Um, yeah, they they, they they, need to have another release that's catastrophic as Cyberpunk 2077. Though to be fair, CD Projekt are working towards building up their goodwill, so it's not the worst thing. So they, they, there's hope for, cyber, for, for CD Projekt in that sense. It's just the media putting a spin on things that, oh, they're worse than you would think when, in fact, they're really not.
0: Mm, yeah, but what what is it about modern game development that made everything, like, become a bit more... I won't say difficult, but it's just that these days you see these things happening a lot more.
3: With crunch and whatnot, I think it's just management, basically, if you boil down to it. If you don't have anyone who does not, does not know how to manage your project well, time out, like, when's the holidays happening and how long you have to hit these key milestones and making sure that the key people who are around for the project do not leave, then, yeah, that's... That. And also, I think Blizzard is one example where this would not work because of the systemic issue the company had for, like, a decade or so, even when the original founders were still around. Like, if it was something like uh, maybe CD project, it was maybe it was because of, like, they got a bit too complacent and then they did not plan things well. I mean, they're learning from the mistakes, thankfully, so hopefully it turns out just fine. But it's all boiling down to management and having the right people working on things, which is easier said than done, of course. Like, again, manage the projects, making sure that they actually get the key milestones done in time.
0: Mm. But is this something that I guess gamers have to be wary of moving forward? You know, if you think about it, like maybe, you know, in general, we should temper our expectations when it comes to, you know, future releases,
3: yeah, yeah. You just said it right there. Um, temper your expectations. Um, don't give in to pre-orders. Simple as that. Like, people... A lot of these uh, people and publishers, they are banking on pre-orders. That's why... To actually get the money around... You know, like... You pass the money, then too late, haha, bye-bye, that sort of thing. Yeah, so basically, it's all about, like... Uh, again, check reviews, check trust source trusted sources, check on your favorite writers about whether a game is good or bad. And... Um, yeah... Again, don't, don't don't buy into hype and don't buy into pre-orders. Simple as that. I mean, yes, we do get early copies of games, but if we think that a game is not ready to be reviewed, like, uh, for example, Battlefield 2042, we will probably review it a month later when, you know, we get our jollies in for the multiplayer aspect of the game. That's just one good example. And then there's another good example where I'm playing this game called The Ruin King. I still haven't finished the game yet. I can recommend it, but I kind of want to just finish it a bit more. Like I think I got like another five more hours left. So I just want to just finish that through before I play, before I pull in my final review. Mm, I guess that
0: that's an interesting perspective. So will it send a message if gamers
3: stop pre-ordering games, for example? It would. It will send a message, definitely. If you if you vote in your wallet... Publishers are going to listen, 100%. Because publishers are all about getting the bottom line. They sell a product, they make sure the product is good, they sell the product, they get the money, boom, done. You look at a company like EA, they're still getting money despite the fact that FIFA games have been turning to crap, significantly worse further on and on in terms of quality. They've been dipping quality. Not just FIFA, but NFL and a lot of the other sports games they do. But they're still getting money out of it because uh, people don't know any better. So if they don't get the money, they're going to have to step up the game simple as that vote with your wallet easiest and than done of course but eventually companies are going to take note 100% so it's only a matter of time
0: You're tuned into to Well Played and that was Jonathan Leo, Content Director at Kakuchopere.com sharing his thoughts on the controversy surrounding the release of GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and also Spotify. Do you share your thoughts about the show or the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at bfmradio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and stay safe. Till next